Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 70th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he is a, a producer. He's produced for guys who went uh, gold, and, and he's on Billboard, and he, he's the man. He did the Pullman song, man. He put out Major Parade. He put out Katie Kane. You know what I mean? Like, this, this, this guy is the man as far as where I'm from. And music is concerned, and I'm really happy to have him on my show. His name is Tyrant. His production company is called Burn County, and he's got some new shit in the works, ladies and gentlemen. Can you hear us, Tyrant? Yep, I can hear you good. All right, man. All right. So, uh, how's it been going lately, man? Busy. Like, Busy. Oh yeah, things have been okay. crazy. I mean, since the COVID thing hit, like everybody's canceled their tours, so everybody's just kind of twiddling their thumbs and trying to release music. So it's just coming through by the loads. Dope, dope, man. So lots of work and and lots of placements. Um, I saw that you dropped a new single recently within the past couple of weeks. What was the name of that? Uh, Undefeated. Undefeated by Burn County. And who was the guy featured on there? Uh, It was Outlaw. Outlaw uh, Big Dipper? Outlaw Dipper, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy with cans of chew? Yep. Oh, man, next time, I want to meet him next time. Tell him to bring a couple cans of dip for Kane, man. Like, I <laughs> yeah. want to try that shit, dude, for reals. Yeah, no, he's got his uh, dip line in order. He's 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 doing it. He's got his whole chain in, comedy route, the the music route. I mean, he's really, really kind of attacking all elements. He even did a, a movie. It's released on um, Amazon. I think it's on uh. Amazon. Yeah. No shit, dude. You gotta send me the link to that, man. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'll support the guy. Um, but the the song, dope. Uh, super hype, super upbeat, fucking danceable. Um, and the video, dude, super cool animations, man. Thanks, you man. shot? Did you shoot the video and edit the video? So I had a lot of uh, of all the creativity and mastermind work is uh, needs to be credited to my boy John. Um, okay. he's from Belu- uh, Beluga. Um, and he is, uh, kind of my mentor in all the video aspects, uh, helping me with lighting videos, shooting music videos, um, setting up, you know, green screen work, photo shoots, uh, B-roll stuff. He's been showing me everything, how to use Final Cut. Um, but he's really kind of been pulled into the Burn County family and, uh, he's going to be producing videos and stuff for some BC artists. And I really, really love the the ingenuity creativity like to not just you know kind of do a, a video wrap in front of the camera you know three minutes yeah. just wrap in front of the camera bringing something new to the entertainment element of it and i think it turned out really well so i appreciate it yeah dude um it reminded me what was that uh ludicrous video oh uh twin glock podies yeah. back me and my homies yeah with the top yeah, dude, it reminded me of that video. You guys had the big heads, but yeah. it, it was different. You could tell it was influenced by that, but it, it is yeah, it's kind of rap, kind of South Parkish too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a mix between like a jib jab element and that big head type thing because the whole body work was done by John. So he's out there in the junkyard, just you know, dancing and everything, walking through with his shirt off and stuff. We just put our heads on his body so yeah it's it, it really came out very we get we're getting a lot of positive feedback to it and i'm glad to bring an entertainment element to it you know because i want to be a little bit different i want to just take things to a little little extra step or sidestep away from the mainstream yeah that's dope too man shout out to that john guy man because 
I'm always by myself trying to do the shit on my own, man. And it's hard to get another body to show up. And so the fact that he did, he's like, nah, just send me a picture of your face rapping in front of a green screen and I'll take care of the rest. Like, that's that's dope. What, a, what an independent hustle. You know, hustler tattoo. That's tight. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, he did that that uh, dyke foot. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, so he's, Thank you. yeah, he's pretty... He's a pretty talented guy, so I'm happy to have him on the on the team. And that short film, Dykefoot, where can people see that? Is that uh, on Amazon at, at all yet, or is it showing at Film Fest or something? They we did a screening for it. Um, was it two years ago? I think two years ago. But um, and they submitted it to some film festivals, and I'm not sure what the status of it is currently. I know they were trying to get it on to some streaming um, streaming stores, but I'm not sure where it went. Okay. Okay. Well, that's dope. So, uh, can I give the people a little bit of history on, on some of your background, man? Can I ask, uh, where, where you grew up originally and then where you went to high school? Yeah. Um, I grew up in Kell Falls, uh, what, two hours North of Spokane, okay. um, real close to the Canadian border, small town, uh, 1100 people. And, uh, yeah, kind of very small town vibe and everything you think goes on in a small town. Um, Never touched music throughout high school. Um, I did sports and stuff. And then when I moved and graduated from Spokane after I transferred uh, junior year to Spokane, I attended a couple years at Shadow Park and then um, came down to Vancouver to go to Clark. And I got a job at Future Shop. And that's when I started hearing some music. And when I was working cell phones and I heard some music coming from car audio and I I walked over there and I was like, whoa, like who, who is this? And this guy named Ryan McGuire was going, this is me. And I go, yeah, I know it's your CD, but like, who is it on the CD? And he's like, yeah, that's me. And I'm like, no, on the, on the CD, who's rapping? He's like, that's me. And then I was like, what? And he showed me his studio, showed me how he made beats. He did all his rapping. I did all his mixing. I was like blown away. And I knew then I wanted to do this and i've been chasing that dream ever since that's dope man shout out to rpm for inspiring the kid man yeah, yeah. man I, I got a couple beats from rpm he's my buddy you know what i mean i haven't talked to him in a really long time but i, I didn't know it was that direct of an inspiration man that's tough oh. yeah dude that guy set set my fire yeah that's tight dude fucking a man and then uh you eventually transferred from uh Clark to WSU, correct? Yep. Trust okay, and, and then that's when I ran into you. DeCurian introduced me to you. You know what I mean? And, and DeCurian was doing his rap thing, and I got I got my production from me and got to put out my album. And um, I was really proud of Hard Liquor and Mary Jane, right? But the Pullman song crushed that shit, bro. Like that, uh, as far as the school goes, they still play that at the football games today, bro. Is that is it on iTunes? Like, can people still go and find yeah. that somewhere? Yeah, it's uh, it's out there. I know uh, Cascade Entertainment, TJ Minkler was still um, like licensing it through BMI and stuff. So it was, I think, on on uh, all the streaming avenues. I, I I lost track of it. I I let him deal with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's a it's a clear. It's a clear, like, indication of, like, as an artist, you never know what songs the people are going to like. You can't yeah. pick your hits. They pick them for you. And, um, I mean, to some degree, that, that, I mean, that song had tremendous success. I, I, uh, 
I remember getting like it was it did, on, man. on the radio station. It, they had to retire it because it was it was on number one for so long. Everybody just kept calling in. But come on, I mean, just your, sh- your shirt off your shoulder, dirt off your shoulders, or whatever. You know, I mean, in a small uh, college town, you know, they're gonna root for the one that applies to them they can relate to. So, and it was all about partying and Pullman and um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You can't pick your singles. You can't pick your songs, your hits. But I'm glad. Um, I'm glad I gave that to, or have had the ability or whatever to give that to to Wazoo, and that people still listen to it. That's it's cool. Word. And was that one of the first times that you worked with Derek on a song too? Yeah, it was the first time. That's tight. Cause that, yeah, man. I remember hearing it. I was like cruising <laughs> down Stadium Way. I'm just cruising down Stadium Way. I'm just cruising down Stadium Way. I'm like, oh shit, man. That's yeah, what I was doing at that exact moment. You know what I oh. mean? And it's on the radio, so I'm just like, this is dope. You know what I mean? Oh. That's my boy. You know what I mean? That's it's awesome. A That's moment cool. in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 and another uh, point to that, it, it was the first song we sat down, um, plucked some single notes on the guitar. I was just putting some chords with it, and we just ran with it. We didn't think about it. We didn't overthink it. We just did it. And um, it's, it's, uh, kind of replicated in a lot of people that come through the studio and they record, uh, or they'll freestyle. And when I just like turn them on and they go red and then they start freestyling and they're spitting fire, like they're spitting fire and it's, it's amazing. And then they come back and they're writing stuff down and they're reading it and trying to spit with that energy and authenticity and they don't match that magic. There's something that goes on with like the spontaneous, just don't overthink it type thing. And it's, yeah, I think that definitely I try to get that and convey that, that, uh, that moment because I, I experienced it firsthand and it's been replicated over and over the years where I'm like, no, just, just do it. What you were doing. Stop thinking about it. Stop sounding like you're reading it. You know, just, you can freestyle, give me some fire. And then, you know, that's how E40 and a lot of people write. Yeah. They go in the booth and they just start freestyling. They punch let the beat ride. Yep, let the beat ride, and they just let me keep that punch man right here. Yep, just like you know that. I mean? yeah. yeah, and it sounds corrupt. Corrupt has been doing that forever, and he fucking he, he's half and half. I, I love corrupt, but sometimes you can tell that he's cool. It's like yeah, like when he drops bitch. Uh, what? Yeah. 14 times in what in 16 months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like oh, bitch, bitch. Yeah, you gotta rhyme other words, bro. You know, like I think I'm digging the delivery, no doubt. But you know, like, yeah, that's uh, you know what though, that verse is is classic. Yeah, it is. West Coast shit, man. For real. Yeah. yeah. I mean the whole album's classic, but yeah. Yeah. And so uh so following uh the path, so you you fuck shit up at wazoo for the whole time you were there basically right after you graduated you moved on to spokane i remember you you weren't the only person that graduated that year but i remember there was the two years i was at wazoo there was such this this community of musicians and it wasn't just rap homies um like there was the musicians and there was uh dave in and the stacks brothers and uh there was all these different artists who were supporting each other and showing up to each other's shows and, and really pushing each other to keep going. And it seems like after you graduate, I think uh, the lead singer for Musicians, I think he graduated the same year, Kevin. Uh, 
The mm-hmm. vibe just was different after that. I think Dave Vince stuck around one more year after that. And he introduced me to Doug Sick, but it just it, the vibe wasn't there anymore, Tyrant. You know what I mean? And so it, it, uh, I had to follow you, bro, to, to Spokane and then everywhere else you went to get my production, man. What what was it like when you got to Spokane from college, man? Like, um, what was the story behind that? Uh, it was definitely I was riding this wave of like, oh, like people actually listen to my music you know like i need to i need to run with this like i don't want to go and get a nine to five and work for somebody else like that was been my whole dream to just do music for a living so i put commercials on the radio i spent 220 i think it was 220 bucks and i thought that was a lot at the time rent was like rent was like 350 back then man <laughs> yeah that's like, like almost rent you know like <laughs> you know? Shit. man times have changed but um, yeah, I put commercial on the radio and it just exploded. Like I did 18 records that year after college. Uh, my commercials running on, um, is it 95 point? I know. What was it? Can't remember the station in Spokane. The rap station kept changing back then, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jamming 93, 93.3. Jamming F, jamming 93.3. Wild, Anyways. wild 93, something like that. Or one of three. Wild, Wild 103. 103, yeah. Is that still a thing? I don't think it is, bro. I ah. listen to 94.5 now. Ah, some, okay, okay. Trying to catch some Godsmack on the radio, man. Hey, speaking of, um, I just mixed a song with uh, with Corey Taylor in it. Fuck yeah, dude. Tight, man. Is it dope? Yeah, it's pretty dope. <laughs> That's yeah, tight, man. Amit did the guitars on it, and we really kind of rocked it out on the new Moonshine record. So it's got that, like... Oh, Moon- Moonshine got him on their new album? Yeah. That is tight, dude. Yeah. I, so- I really... That guy can write, bro. Super heavy and super fucking sexy, too, man. Like that uh, Stone Sour shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's I, I, like, I like Slipknot, but Stone Sour is more my speed, man. Like, I, I well, just hated got songs about girls and shit too you know so yeah and it's amazing how when an artist can you know not just kind of pigeonhole or be pigeonholed into you know one thing if you are diverse enough to be able to you know i mean humans and people well people are humans um have another drink tie um though i think it's like i think people just go through you know you live you have all these range of emotions and for you to be for you to be one thing musically and just do that one thing that's that's there's nothing wrong with that you know uh, you know i mean little john did it i mean people do it all the time they have one thing they stick in their lane they stay in their lane and they you know press the gas pedal um but when you can try to reach that whole gamut i think show those different sides of emotion and fun and sad and hurt songs i think i think it just kind of says more about you know, uh, your artistry. So yeah, no doubt. I agree. So after you got the commercials on the radio in Spokane, what was the response like, dude? Well, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, it was, it was a little overwhelming. I had uh, two roommates at the time I was in the house, had my studio in the closet in my bedroom. So people would come through, which is fine. You know, when the, the all the high school kids and everybody that heard the commercial would come through and they would sit out and play, you know, PlayStation and in the living room and kind of wait until their turn. And my neighbors are, or my roommates were like, yeah, bro, you're like, 
you're kind of commandeering the whole house, you know, <laughs> you run a bit, this business, people are just constantly being shuffled through because they're wanting to record and I'm making beats for them. And, um, yeah, it was, um, it was really busy and, and it kind of, it started making me think, what am I doing going forward? Because I was making, I was doing well, but I sacrificed a lot of time and I wasn't growing out of Spokane, you know, yeah. uh, because I kept depending on as a producer. Um, I think it's often um, perceived that you are dependent upon the artists and their success. They go on tour they get you heard and so on and so far. Uh, I mean, especially in that, that time frame, I was, I, I felt like I just needed the artists. Like I couldn't do it on my own. I needed artists to get me out there so I could, you know, get more exposure. Um, yeah. But I had a girl come through and she was singing and like she came through, looked at the studio or whatever. And her, uh, she's like, yeah, this guy has this commercial and I want to re get recorded for a demo. And she's like a junior in high school and she's going to come to this 23 year old or was I 22 at the time, like into his bedroom and record in his closet, you know, it just sounded super sketchy. And their parents came through and kind of checked out the whole thing. It was like, Oh, okay. You know, I had, I had it all like done up, you know, I mean, it was a booth. I had it foam. Yeah. It was. It was legit, man. I mean, it was a sweat box. <laughs> yeah. a, it's still, there's still sweat boxes. Yeah. Vocal shields, vocal shields kids. Use vocal yeah. shields. They're great. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I kind of, so it just kind of made me think, what am I, what am I doing long term? And when I bounced out of Spokane, I kind of met up with some other people that I think uh, my, my, my headlights were just, I was deer in the headlights. And anytime I saw something flashy or any opportunity to, oh, somebody's got money to fund my company and Tyrant Productions is, is going to be huge and blah, blah, blah. And I could run a label and blah, blah, blah. Because um, I didn't have the money that I needed, that I felt like I needed to kind of expand. So yeah, I, I just relied on a lot of other people. And it's great this day and age. I mean, for those that are, are, are watching and interested in music or know people that are doing music. It's just amazing. It's amazing to not have to be reliant on anybody these days. I mean, you can do, you can do it all. You can, I mean, I don't recommend it because you kill yourself doing it, but um, you don't need anybody. I mean, with social media and the, and the reach that social media has, um, if you are good, then people will recognize it. And if you keep at it, people will recognize it. And, and, I, I always give the analogy of rolling the snowball. You start rolling that snowball and it might be small, but you start, you know, pushing it. And sometimes you got to push that bitch uphill and it sucks yeah. and you don't want to push it anymore because it's freaking heavy, but yeah. you got it and you make it to the top of the hill. And, and, and during that time you're pushing, I see everyone else pushing their snowballs and it gets too hard. I'm not going to push this snowball anymore. I'm going to go do something else. And I, I, I have, well, gosh, I don't know how many times I've wanted to give up. Yeah, I, re I remember you quitting a few times. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was. And it, it seemed like I was always in finish mode, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> but, you know, like, come on, dude. Like, just show up for two days at RPMs. I just need the files for these five. You know what I mean? And it was cool because you would show up, and then eventually you'd come back around, and it, it just seemed like uh, – that, that was like a question I wanted to ask you too. It just seemed like every time you'd quit and come back, it was almost like a reinvention. Like you'd have something new that you were doing different. And I, yeah. I remember, I remember uh, the major parade album, dude. Uh, can you talk about that? And what, what was the inspiration behind that? Cause I know that was like after you got to Oregon, right? Cause 
you, it's like you, Sweeney, like a bunch of homies from college got there before I did. And so it was cool to show up and have guys to plug in and work with. You know what I mean? But when I heard the Major Parade album, I was telling Mitch and Jess about this before we went live. But I was like, dude, that shit's tight. It's like some some funky EDM shit. And it's I, I never heard anything like that. You know, and especially not from you, dude. I was like, what the fuck? You're making shit like this, too? Tight, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, I think you're you're exactly exactly right. I think um, when you when you reach a limit, I think there's a threshold. And when you get in that limit, you uh, you reach you reach uh, I guess a space where you're just it's it's no longer a, a happy place doing something that you are really passionate about. And when you take a step away from it, I think you can like reflect your thoughts and um listening to music because I constantly listen to music and which is really weird because since the quarantine I've listened to less music than yeah. I ever have. It's really weird. Same. I try and look but I, I, I play like the first few songs. I'm like this sucks. I don't want to yeah. listen to the I'd rather make something better than what I'm fucking hearing that's available right now. And it's it's almost like a re inspiration from two thousand yeah. in college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, this I, shit's I, whack. This doesn't represent me. I can make something better than this. And now I have the means to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's um, there's a time when, like, you're in the right headspace. Um, maybe you're, you're, you're just, there's a, there's a sweet spot where I think people get to when they are in a certain frame of mind and they hear this, this certain song at just the right time in their lives and it just lights a spark. And yeah. where, where, look, um, I, I, I read some statistic before where I think, um, it was, uh, not, and not everybody gets chills when they listen to music. It was like, a I think it was like, I, I don't want to say the statistics. Like I can't recall the top of my head, but it was, it was surprising. Cause I thought everybody experienced that emotional connection to music at some point or other. And, yeah. and it's, it's not true for everybody. It's, uh, it's very interesting, like how the brain perceives or, you know, if you excel at math and you lack in like creativity, you know, I mean, like it's, it's really, it's really interesting, but um, not to say that you can't excel both. But, yeah. Cause that's one thing that I, on those standardized tests from school, they always said I tested high in math and science. Right. Huh? And it's like, cause I, I, and I would crush those classes, but my English and writing teachers would be like, yo, this kid's kind of nice, you know, and that's just school papers and shit. So I'm like, how come the fucking government test didn't say that, you know? And so that, it just, I, I feel like that's been my thing too, it just emotion, you know, being able to, to write about the way that you feel and express that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah you know you, what I mean? You've done some very powerful songs. And it's funny because this happens all the time where, uh, like, if I'm working with the artist and they send me the, the stems and I'm mixing it, you know, I've made the music and they wrote to it and then they laid down the vocals and send it back to me, I'm mixing it and... I don't even listen to the lyrics. I'm working on the other avenues. The, you know, I'm working on all the musical elements, sonically, yeah. sounding. Put it in the pocket, make everything stereo. Yeah, listening to uh, the word fire, you know, because the, you know, the, the F didn't come in right and you're gating it and trying to clear out the white noise in the background and, you know, compressing it nice and tight, but still getting it to roll off at the right and all that stupid stuff and <laughs> when you when you when you hear fire 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 and you're playing it on this you're just 
you know, you don't listen to the actual content of you can't put out, you can't put out the fire when you're burning inside the house, you know, they have like a very prolific line and it's like, Oh snap. But you don't hear, I don't hear that. I don't hear that when I'm mixing it. I go and I do this all and I send it back. And, and then like months later, a month later, I'll like be going through and I'll be listening to stuff in my email and I'll be like, Oh shit. And then I text my artist. I'm like, bro, that line is fire. And he's like, yeah, thanks man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah, and they don't get it. You know, like, yeah. And, you sent me and, those texts before, you know what I mean? For flower and lard. He was like, yo, what are you going to do with this? I'm like, I'm going to shoot it oh. and put it out. And you were just like, Man, that song's tight. And I'm like, dude, we did that fucking forever ago. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh dude, I rocked the shit out of that. Like, yeah. on, like a couple times, like, a co- uh, I don't know, a couple months ago or something. Yeah, I was like, dude, this is so freaking good. Like, the world needs to hear stuff like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to work with guys who can recognize the emotional aspect, even if it's late. But, dude, the, the technical side, bro, like, that's we, now that I'm, I'm doing production stuff. It's like, fuck, I was paying attention, you know, looking over your shoulder at the screen, but I should have paid more attention, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. It, it, it is, man. I, I appreciate all, all of the skills that you've applied to any project I've worked on. And uh, just, just the time spent, man, the expertise, the experience, it counts. I, it, you know, like I was talking about that with Craze, with Trent a couple of weeks ago. Like, dude, it, some people you just feel good working with, you know what I mean? And oh, you, yeah. You trust their shit. And so you've always been one of those guys, man. Hi, I appreciate it, man. I always love working with you, too. Yeah. But uh, back back to the major parade, dude. So, like, what what was the... Like, because, bro, it, it was. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they had the song My Friend on there. And I was like, this is oh, a fucking good song. my you know? favorite song. I think that might be that... Yeah, that's one of my most proudest songs that I've ever done. I love that song. I love, I don't know what it is about it, but it's super powerful to me. And I don't write too many things that really strike a nerve with me. Like, I'll uh, write it for a reason, and I feel a certain way, and I try to uh, convey that emotion throughout the, through the song. And so, and so when I listen back to it, it doesn't hit me the way I wanted it to hit. And, and I don't know if it does that for other people or not, but that song I wrote and I was like, oh, dude, this is so powerful. And then when I laid it down, it, it had that magic. And I was like, yes. And I, uh, it was interesting because I, I, guess, I guess I just got lucky that I felt good with it after it's been out because uh, there's um, Empire of the Sun had a song and yeah you showed me that band too dude it was when we were yeah. trimming trimming weed one time i think dude it yeah. was like you you had it on a playlist oh dude empire of the sun is shit i love yeah. them yeah. and they had a song and i can't remember the song title or whatever but off the top of my head but they had a uh it was done like three two or three years prior to and they they made it and they uh had it sometimes when you lay down um you just kind of put down some chords or you put down some guitar and you're not worried about the effects and you're not worried about the delay or the eq on the piano or how it's going to mess with other instruments or whatever and when they did it 
they replaced some of the instruments when they went into production mode or whatever, and they didn't have the magic that it had when they originally just kind of whipped it out and freestyled it, you know? Yeah. But it had some magic in it. So he had it mixed by like three different engineers, like multiple times. Like they're on mix tw- 23 by the third engineer and they're, the magic's not there. And the artist yeah. was just like, I don't want to release it. I, it was better the way I heard it first. And, yeah. and, and I, I get it, you know, sometimes it just, uh, Kanye did that with, um, uh, stronger, Dude, faster, no, stronger, faster. Yeah. So that bass line, the kick and the, the 808. Like is it a death punk sample or something? Yeah. But that yeah. uh, 808s, he couldn't get the bottom end. And I, I struggle with this all the time, even to this day. Um, he couldn't get the bottom end to hit like he wanted it to hit. And without it, you know, compromising, uh, some, uh, sonic integrity from other instrumentation so he had timbo come in and timbo took his kick and showed him he's like man you got it you can't get it because your kick is out of key and kanye was like what kicks have kicks are yeah Yeah, like what so yeah he pitched that sucker up and then find that sweet spot the root note of the of the song because it's just a boom you know it's like driving and it just sits down just chopped and lowered and just mm, yeah that's that's one thing i'm trying to learn too because all the guys in the band they can in the first 10 seconds they're like oh that's in the key of this and then they'll start playing on their guitar i'm like how the fuck do you guys know that so like instantly you know what i mean and so i'm trying to learn yeah you know like i I really feel like a dumb shit most times when i'm around them but i i they know i'm a student so they try and tell me shit when they know i don't understand what i mean Yeah. yeah So it, it feels good to be around people like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely want to surround yourself with smarter people. Yeah, That's you know? no doubt. I agree. Man. It's like, a, uh, you know, the, you're a senior on the on the JV squad. You're not going to grow, you know, playing ball. But if you're a eighth grader, you're on the C squad, and you're playing on the varsity. I mean, you're forced to pick up your game. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to. But yeah, Empire of the Sun, Coldplay. Um, there were a lot of bands. Uh, Bravery. Um, there were a lot of bands that really influenced that that motivation for that whole record. So, um, hey, you can make me nostalgic. I need to go back and listen to some of these bands. Well, dude, is uh, is Major Parade? Is it still online, or did you? Is no, it down now. I let it lapse. I didn't renew it. But Fuck, dude, can you CD baby that shit? And just because it, uh, I think people would really listen. Yeah, you know what I, I mean is because because I know Burn County is gonna crush as far as um, sales and and scope and everything, but it is cool to have that catalog out there, bro. Because um, the, the Burn County shit's gonna be dope, but you're you're a much more diverse producer that, than that, you know. And so yeah, I'm really waiting for Spotify's doing the um, the uh, Spotify for artists or Spotify for writers. So like all of my credited, I have like 200 million streams, and I I'm not credited on my burn county nobody knows that it's like the writer for um uh whitney houston what dolly parton was the one that wrote um what's that big song whitney houston song and and uh always love you uh, i'll always yeah, love you um, kevin yeah, costner Dol- movie the kevin costner yeah. movie Dol- dolly the parton the bodyguard yeah but dolly parton wrote that yeah oh uh, okay 
So Dolly Parton wrote that, but you go on Spotify and it's not on Dolly's page, you know? So all the music and stuff that I've written for like things have got like, I mean, 20 and 30 million streams. I don't, I don't have like actually, I get credited on, on BMI and all the publishing avenues, but I don't get credit on Spotify. If you go to, my page. Yeah, that's. The, I almost wish that that was a requirement that it said produced by so and so on yeah. the actual square. Or, I, like you remember when? Because MTV used to say that too. It would say like the artist, the 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 label, and the producer. I think, or maybe that was uh, VH1 or, or BET. But yeah, I remember. It's like you could you 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 could tell who made it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I like. It's hard to find the credits nowadays, man. You know, like sometimes I'll hear, I'll be like, man, who the fuck made those beats? And a lot of the kids nowadays are hip and they put their tag in there a million times throughout the whole song. And so it's like, okay, that person made it. But a lot of the more artful dudes who aren't stashing that in there, shoving it down your throat, it's like, man, I'd still like to know who that guy is to look up more of his work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's more, more important now than ever to get your credited get you credited but when everybody's you know tom dick and harry are going and just like uploading it by themselves and on cd baby and TuneCore and distro kid and one rpm and they're doing all these things and you can fill out these forms but some of them aren't mandatory just like you said so if it's not mandatory and they're not gonna not gonna put it in there or you don't do it right i didn't i didn't even do the tagging right on um on undefeated because uh it was my first one with a certain distributor i was on a previous one before and now i went to a different one and the way i put the title in i put the name undefeated i wanted it undefeated featuring outlaw but it just says undefeated and then uh featuring outlaw is a subtitle underneath so when you go on spotify it doesn't say featuring outlaw but in yeah. the credits it says jared you know it says his name so i don't know um yeah but it's important I, any musicians out there get your just make sure that you get your name in there because that's the only proof that you have that you did the song you know that you did your work and and when you can link it when they do open it up for uh, it's beta testing right now is what i'm saying for the um yeah. artists. so they will see all of my work you know um ron i'm not featured on a bunch of shit but i want that same thing i want it to, anything i'm featured on to link to me and vice versa any any artist that I have on my shit, I want, you know, it's like, uh, also check out these guys. And I want my podcast shit linked to it also, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's the same dude doing these things. So if you're a fan of this, check out this, this, and this too, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so it's not, it's not uh, on streaming any anything, but... Um, Damn it, Ty, please put it back out. Yeah, I can, I can. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I think it's worth the, the hundred bucks or whatever, dude. Like, I'll jam it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll find it, jam shit out of it. Cause I don't, I think everybody, once a couple people heard that CD, cause I think I bought 10 of them for you for the low, you know what I mean? And they're gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't, so. I, I didn't, I never, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I got to go back and listen to it see how my mixing was. Like I, such a, so difficult. <laughs> I'm there with you, Todd. I, I mean, I sat there behind you, and I, you know, I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah. Ty, uh, Mitchell says remastered version. Yeah. Digital oh, yeah. remastered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- remix it. Yeah, remaster it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the, the Beatles remastered. Yep. Um. So, 
after that, it was like, and that's another part of the question, dude, because you've, you've reinvented yourself so many times, man. It was Time Productions. There was the Time Productions compilation. And then there was the Major Parade. And then it was Itty Bitty B Club. I don't think you put out a project as Itty Bitty B Club, but one of one of my videos says Itty Bitty B Club in it because that's what you were doing when we made that. Yeah. And then, um, so what what made you ditch ditch that and, and roll with Burn County? Did you just, can, can you talk about that transition a little bit too? Because that's another reinvention that it, it, it seemed like uh, there was a lot of, it, you were getting a lot of work, but then you just kind of refocused on that that one area or, or genre, I guess. Yeah, I, I was in, I went to California uh, and I, because after, yeah, after Spokane, I had some other uh, Tacoma and Seattle and then went down to California and I met up with the Moonshine Bandits and they were doing Bay, you know, Bay rap stuff, like a bunch of compilation albums, you know, with all the Bay guys. And um, as much as that, I like that sound because it has kind of like that funk. It's got bass line. It's got funky bass lines. And yeah, I grew I grew up on that shit. Yeah, it is that all the north awesome. all the northwest rap artists. Not all, but a majority of copy that sound too. Yeah, yeah. There's like northwest backpacker sound, underground sound, and then there's the west coast sound that they've adopted. So, um, but yeah, we were down there. Uh, what happened was one of the one of the guys, I think Eminem dropped. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Eminem the credit here. Uh, Eminem dropped. What was it Dosi Do? Oh, Square Dance. Square Dance. Yeah. So I had this artist in Spokane named Overdose. I remember him. He did graphics too, right? Oh, dude, still he's freaking killer. He's running a brewery in in Spokane now. What's it called? I'll have to send it to you. Fuck, I want him on the podcast too, man. Dude, yes, you should get him on the podcast. He's, yeah, yeah dude, that guy's that guy's super dope, man. I I got a lot of love for Adam, but um, so overdose, Adam. He uh he did this song where he was so Eminem did Square Dance and he did a song called Dosey Do. Yeah, that was on the Tyrant compilation, the Red. Yeah, that was the Tyrant production compilation, and that song got a lot of attention. It it of from like um haystack and moonshine were they were a bunch of other guys whatever in the bay were on a compilation album and um overdose i I can't remember the details but he got um a a feature from moonshine or something and they really liked that sound and then they contacted me and i happened to move to be in cali and we started kind of going in this different direction with guitars and and I mean, not, not all at first, it was a, it was a slow transition. I mean, if you listen to the old albums and the tracks that I've done for them, I mean, it started out like hip hop, Tim, Timberland is a huge influence of mine, big percussion, you know, and then they, I remember you sending me that Chris Cornell and Timberland album too, back then, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really, yeah, that's another huge, huge influence when he's crossing genres like that, like Timbo really, really just I don't know. I just, I really, really, really looked up to him. I mean, looked his past tense because I really haven't been happy with what he's been doing lately, but um, he was very innovative and he just stepped aside of the box and he did things that people didn't, you know, like didn't think they were going to, was worth it. But he did that album with Chris Cornell and there were like four songs on there that I absolutely loved. 
And it was funny because the Timbo fans, I think there was more of appreciation from Timbo fans to Chris Cornell than Chris Cornell fans did not like him doing that record. No, and, what the fuck is this, man? This ain't, you know what I mean? This yeah. ain't rock and roll. This they ain't Seattle. This ain't LA. Yeah, you know, dude, I got like, a lot of, a lot of, like, bad negative feedback on forums and stuff like that when, when that, when the album dropped. And I thought it was genius because he was working with Bubba Sparks and doing things outside of the box, you know, he went real, almost like a Turkish, uh, oh gosh, what's that, that Turkish guitar game, game, starts with the G. Anyways. Sitar? 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 No, that's the in Indonesian. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, that, you know those yeah. uh, Indian flutes with uh, Turkish guitars, and uh, all of a sudden, Bubba Sparks is wrestling in the mud with a fucking pig. Like, I'm going, what? <laughs> what? What is this? Yeah. This is hard. This is this is this goes hard in the car, and it goes hard in the club. And dude, I was like, and then when Deliverance came out, I was like, so dark days, dark nights. That whole yeah. that whole thing just really lit that whole fuse in me to kind of thing outside the box instead of just doing synth or bass lines and synths and 808s and like strings that was kind of hip-hop you know uh yeah he just brought in all these different elements and i was like how did he do this how did he do just freaking crazy stuff taking three fourth beats three fourths timed samples chopping them up making them into four four and it would create this insane sound and i was like like the pd pablo songs they did those bangers over there that he'd take like samples yeah. three fourths times like no Carolina, yeah. yeah dude it was so so yeah, sick. Dude. yeah. So, dude that stuff i don't i don't know what it's gonna take to make me go what is this you know when i when i listen to music i don't get that innovative feel anymore it's like i can literally you can give me a new music Friday Spotify playlist, and I can tell you, if the, as soon as the song starts, I can tell you what instruments are going to be in it, when the beat's going to drop, you know, if it's going to be a boom, kaboom, 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 a dance hall Latin song, I can tell you all these things. I can tell you, I can tell you, I shit you not, put me on the spot, you know, and do it anytime. I'm, I'm right way more than I want to be, and... It's it's just a clear testament that music is not original anymore. It's everybody's chasing. Oh, I want to sound like him. Oh, can you make me beat that sounds like that? Oh, I want to sound like you make me. Which is so funny as a producer because here's here's Ty. Boop boop beep boop boop drum pad. Hey, I got a beat for you. And you're like, nah, I don't feel it. And then I go and give it to another artist. Then they do something with it, and all of a sudden you hear it and go. Hey, can you make me be like you made him? Where's that fire? Where's that fire coming from? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> that was on the demo tape I sent you two years ago. You passed on it, but they made yeah. something. So yeah, it's, uh, that that happened a few times too, where I, I would write a song and the song is based on the artist it was made for. <laughs> I, I didn't know that till after the fact. It's like, oh fuck. I'm like, I thought that's how the beat was. You know, I'm like, that, I, that's why I wrote the song. Like, and it's like, huh. That's, that's the funny. vibe it got. That's the vibe it got. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's funny though, because yeah, you know, I uh, I got a couple of artists that always want me to do trap trap drums. You know, put trap drums in, put trap drums in. I'm like, I, and they know I hate trap drums because 
like, I mean, you buy any trap drum sample kit or whatever, and you got 50 beats. They all sound the same. The tempos are a little bit different. You got sprinkler hi-hats, the really thin kicks, big old 808s. It's the same thing. And most of the time, they're in like four different keys, which is fine. It's fine. You know, whatever. It's feel, it's vibe, it's, it is what it is. But when they sound, when they all sound the same, and then the, the rappers start sounding the same, and I'm not being yeah. a hater. I'm not being a hater on any of this stuff because these guys are. I'm not either. I'm not but either. Yeah. But it, it gives me no. It invokes no passion. It invokes no feeling or it's emotion. It's not inspiring to me, no. man. No. You know, and, I know. And technology is really making it easier for. There's like uh, splice and uh, all these different loop libraries and stuff. Loop.com and all this stuff. Like you can go and get all these. Oh, you could buy Apple Loop sets for GarageBand and all this stuff and whatever you want. They got loops for them. So you take them and you drag them in and you make a beat. Heck, you have an iPad and you got you got GarageBand on there and you just boop, 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 boop. I mean, my, my niece is making uh, music and sending me all this stuff or whatever because she's just, I'm like, oh, that's super dope. And she's, yeah, I'm just dragging in loops, you know, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when everybody can do it and then you hear it all the time, it then becomes... It, it becomes unoriginal. man. Yeah. yeah. If, if Little John was still doing music to this day, how he did music, all of his songs were like the same tempo, you know, the same. Yeah. And it was the same abrasive sense. And he had his lane and he put that pedal down and, and wrote, that, wrote that floor. And, and like the auto-tune also, it's like, I remember when you guys got that plug-in. It's like everybody pitched in a hundred bucks. Cause we, we couldn't pay for a chalk box guy. So we get the auto tune plug in. It's like, fuck, I wanted to use it on every single song after that because I love the way it sounded. And it, it just, it took guys like, you'd be like, Hey man, don't do it on this one. Just, just sing on this one. And don't, you know, like get away from that because it, it is, it's becoming monotonous. And now like, dude, Godsmack has a song with auto tune, man. Fucking breaking Benjamin has a song with auto tune. And I'm just, you, it's on the course and everything in the mix with it's, I'm like what the fuck it's weird nowadays yeah. and I would rather hear those guys especially those guys sing in their regular voice it's like bro don't robot that shit you're, you're fucking I'm listening for your vocals too dude like not not like this you know yeah it'll be interesting though to see kind of if if um if you felt that way and their demographic was Say, say your age fit the demographic, and you were the one buying tickets to their their concerts, and they were when they were going on tour. It's going to be really interesting to see these artists who, because I mean, people might uh, disagree with me here, but I'm sorry. Sometimes the the fans dictate your sound. So if yeah. you you try to change lanes or do something different, and the fans don't like that, you can't do that. They're, yeah. they're, it's like no 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 you made music that i liked and now you're doing something different i don't want to like you anymore which is it which is going to be an interesting element when when nobody's going on tour anymore like COVID's changing yeah. the game so if yeah. this is if this is um if nobody's doing and that's where they make all their money like i'm you know i, I ate top ramen noodles for freaking eight years you know because i I didn't make i made money up up front or whatever and nobody they go on tour and then they they make all their money on merch and on the tour and all that stuff. And I wouldn't get any of that. So 
if they're not making the money on that touring and the and a different demographic is going to be dictating what music they do it will be interesting to see what music some bands do yeah i agree man like uh the radio station out here 94 and a half they, they got some kind of concert coming up that's online uh steel panther is the band i guess and I don't know how much it is to tune into the stream, but you can sign up for their little fan membership on their station or some shit. And it's weird. It's like, they're really hyping it, dude. And it's been like two months they've been hyping it. So I've never heard of that band before, but I've heard people say they're dope. So I kind of want to check it out, but it's like, fuck, that really changes the business model a lot. You know what I mean? And cuts a lot of money out for other people who were getting paid off that industry. It's like everybody who worked at the venue, everybody who worked on the road crew, everybody who created the videos, everybody on the sound squad, the technicians for the guitars, like those guys aren't really necessary to do a live stream, man. You can dress up your practice room and set up some cameras and mic everything up. And that's pretty much it. So well, I, I, are people going to pay money to see that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And, and yeah. I, I, I don't know, because Tool, cause Tool's visual show, bro, the musicians are stellar, but the visuals at the show is, like, insane. But it, I don't think it would look the same on a TV screen. No. No. That, the, atmosphere, the atmosphere captured at a live concert when the performers are talented is, it's un, you can't, it's unmatched. You can't capture that on a web stream. Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, oh, you said something I was going to mention on the, the streaming. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, the Dreamcast has, or not Dreamcast, the Daydream, which is the VR for Google, you know? So okay. put the Pixel phone in the Google Daydream and I watched the Naked and Famous concert in 3D and uh-huh. that was a trip because you had they had uh, 360 cameras set up near the musicians, so they had the stage yeah. set up. They performed, and you could pick which camera you wanted to go to and look around. So you could go behind the drummer and watch their sh- over their shoulder of them banging on the drums, and then go over to the singer and have her wailing into the, and then go over to the other singer and he's wailing in his mic and the keyboard player. But you could pick and look around, and it was a trip like that. That was cool. I don't think that um, I don't think everybody's ready for VR yet. I still think it has like I think it's making big waves, and that this might actually um, this might actually be this COVID thing. I think this might actually push us as uh, as a country, as a world. I think it might push us like quicker into the future. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of innovation coming out where people are going to be able to be entertained at home safely. You know, because this shit is real and it's, it's going to change the game forever. And I think there's going to be these things that were kind of on the edge are going to go and take off. I think, I think, I think we're well, like how does that, how much is a ticket? Cause to go and see tool, like a regular seat, if you're lucky and get on like the day, they, the 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes they're on sale, general admission is like 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It just depends on you know, like, like how much, because if you can have attendance or viewership for this live performance that is in the millions instead of the tens of thousands or whatever the venue capacity is, doesn't that significantly change the, the price? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, 
Because a UFC though, a UFC costs sixty five bucks for HD. You know what I mean? And that's it's like a five hour show. You know, yeah, that's five hours, and they they've they've been doing it the, the past the whole time. They've been doing it. So yeah, but here's the here's the difference between UFC and, and musicians. When Habib fights Connor, that is one time, and yep. when Tool goes up and performs, they're set. It's the same. They're tour. They're doing the same set over and over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, they might change a couple of songs. Yeah, you know I mean they'll do the same one for like ten dates and change a couple of songs. And that's but it. just like you've seen maybe on uh, New Year's Eve on television or any live performance on television, the MTV Awards or whatever. I mean, some of that is, you know, it's it's some of very very few of those I think are are I like are are super. How do I say this? Like the Eminem where he walks out in front of all the crowds where everyone like like me stand up. Yeah, every everybody a bunch of yeah, a bunch like of blonde hair dudes in white t shirts. Yeah. yeah. That was super innovative and cool and everything. But if if you take those things, take those elements, take Prince's epic performance, take Queen's epic performance, take all these performances and take away the crowd and the energy and have them perform on stage there's not going to be the magic there as a musician nah. the magic the magic is not going to be there nah seeing the number go up on a screen isn't really going to make you juice up more and no play harder you know what i mean it's like fuck when everybody's screaming on, on there's some people yelling around with their hands yeah. in the air you know what i mean like singing yeah, the yeah. words and shit when there's yeah when they're using crowd control dude even moonshine when they're doing the set like they freaking just they get the crowd involved every time they do a show. It's super super catchy, innovative. Like they're you know they're they all of my artists. Long Cut does it. Demon does it. Like they sing they they get everybody singing uh, like a Garth Brooks song and then they transition to another song and everybody's singing it and having a good time and then they get they're like you know two people on stage so Bird and Dusty you know one of them will take it and they'll split up the 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 crowd and he's like man fuck all you guys on the right man these are my people you know like yeah, like, yeah, yeah fuck you and then you know and then they do a yell contest and it's like old senior uh or high school pep rally type thing you know and that that stuff is fun it's 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 fun and you're especially not- when you're drunk man you know what yeah. I mean? and you're not gonna get hey. that you're not, you're not gonna get that magic online i don't i don't i'm not against it and i'm I hope that they do come up with innovative ways to, to make it worth, you know, make it worthwhile for people want to actually be engaged in that. So I'm not sure how that's going to be done though. Word. All right. So, uh, what about the new Burn County compilation, man? Cause I think we're, we're pretty, pretty current. You talked about your influences and changes and everything. Um, yeah. when did you start, how did you start Burn County? You know, cause that was a while ago too. Can you talk about the beginning of that? And then also the current, uh, we talked about the single book, the, the current compilation you have coming out. Well, uh, so Derek, the guy who did the Pullman song, um, he and I still do music to this day and we're really heavy <laughs> and wanting to do a project. And I just had a bigger vision of doing something more like, basically starting a label like we could do this like we have we got now we now we got it all we got video editors we got mixers we got 
composers, writers, producers. Uh, we got, uh, yeah, we got everything. We got, we got access to booking agents and getting people on tour. And I mean, there's, there's, there's all the pieces, all the dominoes line up now. And when we started Burn County, it was, uh, yeah, just really going heavy in that direction of kind of uh, just the country hip hop type vibe, have live, live, more live instrumentation with the hip hop elements. I think that's the one thing that I find that's kind of separates. Um, it's called, it's been named uh, Blue Core, like blue collar hip hop. Yeah. And uh, that's what I try to call it. That's what I try to call it when I play it in my car for people. Yeah, Blue oh Core. And, it's called uh, Blue Core. There's a uh, there's another one that's uh, been picking up steam is Dirt Rock, um, but that's uh, that's also a label like the Dirt Rock Empire, which is the Lax and stuff. They've been kind of coining right. the Dirt Rock music. So, um, but yeah, Blue Core, Dirt Rock. I think those two genres really kind of sum up a lot of this stuff because it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of blue collar people like just really relate to some of this music with the, the blues guitars and the rock, rock and roll, classic rock um, elements. I think, um, and this obviously the title or the subject really kind of connect with the, with blue collar workers. And I, yeah, I think everybody in this genre has, that speaks about it has done their share. I mean, I do a desk yeah. work now, but um man i'll never forget my blue collar jobs like definitely yeah. uh memories at, at, at uh throughout my life but um yeah i think burn county just really the name it just Derek came with it and it just fit and we just were like boom that's it burn county so we ran with that and Derek became durwood black and uh yeah, and I didn't even know he could sing like he sang. He sings now. I'm like, dude, freaking fire! Yeah, easy you, you guys. Yeah, you guys put an album out already, correct? Yeah, the Welcome to Burn County. And it's on. Welcome to Burn County. Yeah, dude, and Derek is on there singing that song, "Take It Back," dude. Like that is the banger, bro. You, the, you should still shoot a video for uh, that, bro. I'm doing, that I'm doing a lyric video for it uh, because it's okay. Because uh, we released all these songs and we didn't really promote it or anything, so it never really got picked up and listened to. But now that I'm releasing new songs with um, artists I'm working with now and associating Burn County with it, they're kind of going, "What else has this guy got?" And all of a sudden, this other stuff is up upticking. I mean, I had three thousand listeners on Spotify last month. This month, I have eighteen thousand. So hell yeah, yeah. So it's really picking up steam, and I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. I mean, Derwood has like hundred. 130,000 Spotify monthly listeners. And um, I think that when this compilation I'm dropping, I have another song called uh, Hitching Post, which is a lyric video that I just did because it's really hard to shoot videos right now. So I'm trying to trying to do something visually or whatever, just so people can kind of get it on YouTube and listen to it and see the lyrics and stuff. So I'll be doing a lot of lyric videos, but um, yeah, Take It Back is going to be Take It Back and uh, Filthy Dirty are going to be two more lyric videos. Um, but yeah, Take It Back is a is a fantastic fantastic song i i really am proud of that one and we're doing a lot of remixes too uh i did a, a whole ep uh, remix like six songs of demon jones i'm just taking old music and putting new fresh ears to it and new music to it really breathing life back into it um 
So it's been really exciting because I like to hear stuff that's 10 years old and then come back to it. And especially from other producers or whatever, where I get to kind of give a second uh, approach to it or whatever in a different manner and, and really give it a different sound. But yeah, the, yeah. welcome to Burn County. And uh, now the new compilation, uh, uh, Burn County. Yeah, what's it called? Burn County Citizens. Burn County Citizens. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for that. You got a release date for it yet? Um, I'm going to release, it's probably going to come out in maybe, uh, no, I don't <laughs> probably I'm looking at November cause I'm trying to get some other things in, in before long. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah before for sure. Christmas. Yep. Before Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, then I'll be releasing, cool. um, I got a song called fade away. That's going to be released. Uh, well actually, so hitching post is, is, uh, going to be released any day now, as soon as one RPM approves it. And then, uh, um, then a couple of weeks after that, I got another single coming out called Fade Away with Demon Jones. So we got a lot of a lot of good songs, and I'm super excited. The the Burn County Music or Burn County uh, YouTube channel is going to be is is starting to really pick up steam. I'm starting to really supply a lot of content for that. I actually just talked to Jordan Wheeler um, about uh, maybe being like the Burn County channel has a. a a lot of, of shout out to Jordy. Yeah, a lot of avenues that I think that um, I just think have a lot of potential, and I really want to make it an entertaining channel. And he might head up a kind of fishing and hunting um, uh, side, like a like. There's going to be Burn County music, and then all these little sub channels or whatever, so people can subscribe to the fishing and hunting, the Burn County fishing and hunting, the Burn yeah, County, yeah. Con- the Burn County buddy, buddy from Burn County, yeah. like. If you and if you want all of it, you just subscribe to Burn County and you'll see it all. Or if you want to go to your sub channels, then you can have that. So there's a lot of stuff in the works that I kind of want to get into tutorials and stuff of everything how how I make my music, what kind of plugins, how I mix, how I master. Um, yeah, just really kind of interviews, uh, tutorials, um, tips, tricks, uh, behind the scenes, music. Uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be it's yep. gonna be good. It's yeah. Can you talk? Can you talk about anybody else you got on the compilation, like or how many songs or anything like that? Like, uh, right now there's twelve. I know you have a lot of you have a lot of material to choose from. I know that. Yeah, man. right now there's twelve. There's like eighteen of them that are on the, but like about six of them are on the chopping block. Uh, we got a lot of good features on here. Uh, Moonshine Bandits, Demon Jones, Redneck Soldiers, uh, Outlaw. Uh, long cut. Um, uh, we got, yeah, I gotta go. Oh, domain. Uh, new guy from uh, Texas is yeah, stellar. Uh, great singing voice. Great singing voice. Um, yeah, and I actually gotta talk to you about the the your your one of your songs. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, clear, yeah. bro. Like whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to. Uh, I want to be on there. You know. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, whatever. It's whatever. Oh yeah. Yes. We got another. We got. We, we got a. Uh, we got. Oh uh, yeah. There's some. Oh, I got some gems for you. I ain't gonna tell you. I don't need a name drop. I don't need a name drop. Okay. I got some good features coming up on this compilation. It's gonna be fantastic, dude. Ah yeah. And I think that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them like four or five, kind of slow release over the next couple months, and then uh, and then we'll drop the the actual, the rest of the songs so where they can pick them all up on the compilation. But it's going to be on Burn County Spotify. And, uh, yeah. 
So super excited. Yeah. Are you going to print up CDs too? Um, I don't think so. Not for this one. Not for this one. Okay. I, I don't know. I just, That's I mean, dope. we did print up, we just printed up the, the new moonshine ones, the fire. No, um, no. but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. That's a good okay. question. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. give you any hard, hard questions or anything. Uh, can I ask, uh, another part of your channel too is, uh, you have a character named Buddy who's creating content on your channel, right? Yeah. Buddy, did you, you, did, did, you did you want to talk to him? Yeah, man. Can we get Buddy on for like five minutes at the end here before we wrap? I want you to come back before we wrap, but I, I'll ask Buddy a couple of questions too. Okay, Buddy. Yeah, he wants to talk to you. What's up, man? Somebody call me? Yo, what's good, Buddy? This is KDM Kane on Concerned Dad's podcast. What the fuck is going on, bro? Fuck, man. Fucking love your show, bro. Yeah, you're my homie. Fuck yeah. No doubt. Thanks, man. What are you, what are you sipping on out there, buddy? Got some Crown and Coke. What? Crown and Coke. Nice, nice, man. Oh, I'm sipping yo. on this Top top Cutter IPA from Bale Breaker. They said the hops are grown in Yakima, Washington, bro. So, Hell yeah, local boy. Yeah, man. I got to rock with that shit. So you got a new gig working uh, for Burn County on the YouTube channel? Yes, sir. I haven't had my real debut yet, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be dope. I'm going to be big. I'm going to be like super big. And I don't give a fuck if anybody likes me because do me. No doubt. I can dig it, buddy. I dig the attitude. I, I feel like that all the time too. I try to be nice, but in the end, fuck them. You know fuck. what I mean? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter. Fuck em. So, uh, so what do they got you doing over there, dude? Are you interviewing some of those blue core, uh, yeah, dirty yeah. rock artists and stuff? Like, is that like what else do they got you doing, man? Are you gonna make some video cameos and shit like that too? Yeah, he's got me doing interviews and like some tutorials and shit, like how how uh, Burn County makes music and on songs that already got released, but like how was the music made? Oh, and some editing behind the scenes of artists in the studio with BC and yeah, it's all, it's going to be great, man. There's a bunch of shit. And, uh, for those of you that don't want to fucking watch it, I don't give a fuck. No doubt. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to check it out, buddy. And, uh, the next time I come out there to burn County, I'm going to fuck with you and smoke some weed, man. Hell yeah. Drink, drink, some, do. drink some beers. Do. You know what I Hell mean? Yeah. Uh, I like man, it. Can, can I, but I want to holler at your boss again. All right. I'm, I'm going to get at you. Yeah. One love, bro. Peace out. Peace out. Yeah, so anyways. Word. No doubt. <sighs> yeah, shout out to Buddy for appearing on the podcast also. You know what I mean? He's not in full effect yet, but it looks like he's happy <laughs> to have a gig. Right? Yeah. Good to is. be working. Good he's to be working. He's excited. Word. So uh, well, what else do you want to... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go, I fucking always forget to ask this, bro. So uh, two-sided question. First side is the good side. Uh, what is your best move on the path to where you're at right now? What has been your best move? Maybe it's not just one 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 thing, but maybe one behavior or one you know, like I think um the one that comes to mind I actually uh I actually learned from you. Okay. You said give everybody five minutes. If you if you give somebody five minutes of your time, you know, if somebody because the bigger you get, the more people holler at you. So, and you never can tell who's legit or who's serious or who's, who it is. But I think you've had some experiences or whatever, where there's yeah. been some opportunities 
for you that have been passed up on because you didn't give them that five minutes. And yep. I, I remember those things and that lesson really stuck with me. Um, so I definitely try to give, I, 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 I let people dig their own graves. Like I, I, I would love to work with anybody and yeah, they, if they don't come through or they are all talking and then no show, then that, okay, that's cool. That's, I don't have to, I don't have to exert energy into that anymore. I can focus on, you know, people that want to make moves, you know, um, and really, uh, positioning yourself with others that do, that don't see you as competition. Um, I've noticed a lot of people in the music industry, uh, they, there's some people that like that bogart all their secrets, producers that like protect all their secrets, you know, and. Um, if anybody wants to know anything, I'm going to, I'm going to tell everybody how I do it all. It's not going to be any secrets. Um, and, and you can find all this stuff online already. Um, but with, with regards to musicians, like, uh, collaborating with people that actually have your best interests, that is, a, that always see things as a win-win, you know, yeah. with people that. I like that too, man, for real. That's really good people that. I feel like have my back and I just want to be more, uh, more for them. You know, when somebody does for me, yeah. I just want to, do, I want to do twice for them. So see how they want to be treated. I think that, that those things take, um, uh, I think those are very, I think those are really big steps and lessons that I've kind of gone by that have gotten me where I'm at. Okay. The other side of the question, what has been your biggest mistake on the path to where you're at right now or your biggest fuck up? Depending on other people, that's an yeah. easy one. I, I've, I've, I've wasted many years. I've wasted, wasted many. Um, uh, if I, if and and just and and hesitating, like when something's not right or doesn't like. I have a whole song that's done, but it's written, recorded. The video is shot for it, and it's been sitting on my computer for a year and a half now. Yeah. I, I just when you don't like, it's all about. These I, days, I think you know, I have that. I think I have that song in my Serato, and I fucking really want you to put it out too. So, like, yeah. <laughs> the fuck you doing? The fuck you doing, Ty? Why you bullshitting? Yeah. Why you bullshitting? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, just depending on other people to do stuff, it just doesn't. It's never. It's never. It's never been beneficial in my world. I don't know how it uh, votes for other people, but um, you are. You are the CEO of your own company. You make decisions that affect you. So if you want to do something, go fucking do it. Don't yeah. wait on someone else to make a move for you. It's your turn at the chessboard and you get to make the move. What are you going to do? Don't just sit there and wait yeah. for someone else to discover you. Make a move. Yeah. Good advice, man. I, I, I dig it a lot too. Cause I, uh, I, done the same thing man like trying to work with certain artists or trying to schedule a session player or meet up with someone that i, I met driving lift and it's like fuck they flaked again you know what i mean and it's like that's one thing i felt about uh making my move back to the northwest was that there's already guys that i know that would be down to work and so far like everybody i've called has for the most part said yeah man show up it's like two weeks let's pick a date and it's show up and do the work and get it done and it's it just feels really good to to have folks like that and and to have to just 
be able to schedule the time and be like, no, I'll show up with everything. I'll record it and then I'll edit it and then it's good. You know? So it, it, uh, it feels dope to be around friends that, that are trying to do work because it was fun in Phoenix for those couple of years, bro. You know what I mean? I healed up and I, I made a couple friends down there, but uh, I didn't have so many musical artistic homies that I can plug in with like I do out here. So I'm, I'm really glad I, I came back, you know? Yeah, it did, it, uh, it's nice to have a team. You can get really far with the team. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, so that that that's the, the question I try to ask at every interview, especially for people that I view as successful. Um, is, is there anything else that you want to promote as far as as far as ideas or projects? Um, like, cause fuck, dude, like the YouTube channel is gonna be dope. I can't wait until you make some tutorial shit and stuff like that too. But um, any, any anything that we didn't talk about in the interview that you'd like to mention, and then can you also plug your social media? Yeah, I um, I think as far as like missing anything, I really uh, just welcome everybody to subscribe to the Burn County YouTube channel and the Burn County IG. Um, those are the two social avenues that I'm putting energy into. I don't do anything else. Um, so those will be the driving avenues and if you are interested in anything that burn county is doing and the artists that uh we're working with uh yeah please go and subscribe to burn county youtube and burn county spotify and burn county ig dope so burn county on youtube spotify and ig there's content already available yep. video and audio and much more video and audio content to come yep. in the future yeah Ty's, Ty's been in the crib working, man. So I'm excited to hear some of the stuff, man. Yeah, I, I, I am excited about some of the behind the scenes. We got an interview coming up with Moonshine because the new record's dropping. So we got some behind the scene footage of them in the studio and uh, on the mic and everything. And uh, I'm laying down guitar. So it's really some some great behind the scenes stuff that I think the fans are going to dig. Um, yeah, so it's going to be good. I think that uh, Burn County is in a really good place uh, working with so many artists. And uh, it, that's what this compilation I, I'm kind of putting together to bring everybody back together. Like, hey, everybody's in the same game. Let's play in the same. Let's play on the same day. We're on the same sport. Let's yeah. play the same game. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm down, man. I'm down, Ty. Like, real. I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you I, having me on. And I, yeah, dude, came one love, dude. Mad love for you. You're a good friend. And yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad I'm glad you're in my life. Yeah, same, Todd. Same, man. I, uh, glad to be working with you and glad to have you as a friend, too, man. Like, uh, it, it feels, I, I told Craze that, I, like, man, it just feels good to work with guys that I like and that I, I know and I believe are talented, you know what I mean? So, um, it's, it's, it is, it's cool to have a little bit of teamwork, man. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. It's good to have homies you can call. So, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and dude, and for producing all of my shit the past twenty years, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I gotta, 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 gotta give a shout out to you too. I made a post like that on Facebook that said, "If you're into my music, my producer, you know, he's gonna be on the show tonight. Check it out." So that's cool, man. I appreciate uh, it. Ho 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 hopefully, a couple, yeah, hopefully a couple folks tuned in. But um, even if not, I'll, I'll, I'll click share and um, I'll, I'll try and put your links in, in the description and then send you. It, it takes a couple days to upload to Spotify, I think. So. I'll, I'll send you the links for that. And I think we're on Google and Apple and Stitcher. So, Sweet. I love um, it. I don't know. You share that somewhere or whatever. Even if not, maybe you got a homie who listens to 
one of yeah, those things. Me, yeah, I'll make a I'll make a post on my social media. Just send me whatever the links are, whatever where people can view it and listen to it and open it. Okay. All right. Well, good looking out, Ty. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna do my outro dance. This was the 70th episode of Concerned Devs Podcast. I was your host, Katie MK. My guest tonight, the man, Tyrant from Burn County. He's got a compilation coming out real soon. Single just dropped, undefeated. Please check out the video. Please download it on iTunes. Check it out on Spotify. And stay tuned to his YouTube channel, Burn County. He's got a whole bunch of content coming out in the very near future. And that compilation, before Christmas, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen, before Christmas. So we're going to hear that shit, and I'm hype about it. So thanks again for coming on the show, Ty. I appreciate it. Um, I got to give a shout out. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.